Hey talkers, welcome to Keep Talking Podcast. Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency by practicing every day and also connect with a global community. In this podcast, we are sharing the audio version of the Instagram Lives and IGTV videos that we have done over the past year. Most of them are in English, although some are a mix of English and Spanish, and in a few, we speak only Spanish. I hope you enjoy, and remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco, or check out our website, keeptalking.co, to join our community and learn more about how we can help you. Ladies and gentlemen, damas y caballeros, welcome, bienvenidos to this evening's Keep Talking Instagram Live. This evening, we're going to be talking about irregular verbs, verbos irregulares in English. Um, I've got about 10 examples. We could go through a lot of examples, obviously, since there are so many different irregular verbs in English as well as in Spanish. And the interesting thing is a lot of times these irregular verbs are the verbs that are the most common, right? En inglés y en español hay muchos verbos irregulares que son verbos muy comunes que usamos todos los días, ¿verdad? So we're going to go over some examples of the most important irregular verbs in English, how to conjugate them in the present tense, obviously, and then also in the past tense. And one thing I want you guys to pay attention to in particular with a lot of these irregular verbs is the difference between the simple past and the past participle, right? So let me give you guys an example of this. So in the simple past, to do, hacer, is just did, right? D-I-D. But in the past participle, it is have done. So it's like the difference in Spanish between hice o hiciste and uh, yo he hecho or has hecho, ¿verdad? So pay attention to that, the difference between the simple past and the past participle with a lot of these irregular verbs. Like I said, if you're just joining us, we're going to be talking about Roughly 10 irregular verbs in English. I've got a list of a whole lot more here. Como ustedes ya saben, hay muchísimos verbos irregulares en inglés y en español. Entonces vamos a revisar eh, algunos de los verbos irregulares más comunes en inglés y cómo conjugarlos en el presente, obviamente, y en el pasado y en el past participle. Not sure how you say that in Spanish. Can't remember. <laughs> But... <clears throat> Anyway, the interesting thing about these irregular verbs, too, is that it's such an important part of trying to sound like a native speaker, right? Because it's very difficult to get all of them correct. In English, they come in different forms. There's not necessarily a pattern, right? So you kind of just have to know them. You have to hear them enough, and you just have to memorize them. No hay otra forma, de verdad, de, bueno, de memorizarlos, de saber... Eh, ¿Cómo se dicen, verdad? ¿Cómo se conjugan, verdad? So, we're going to get started in just a minute here. I'm hoping for a lot of participation from you guys in the comments. Please, every time I go through an example, I want to see if you guys can, <clears throat> can write it out in the comments, right? ¿Cómo se escribe este verbo en el presente, en el pasado, verdad? And I also want to remind you guys, and I'll remind you again, to sign up for daily immersion as well, because the best way to learn how to use all of these irregular verbs is to practice every day and no better way to do that than with keep talking's daily immersion so check out the website check out the link in our bio for more sign up for daily immersion get speaking english with native speakers every day all right so let's go ahead and get started with some of these irregular verbs right so the first one we're going to go over is to begin right we'll begin with the word begin empezar o comenzar en español so 
Does anyone know, and can you write it in the comments please, what is the past tense, the simple past of the verb to begin? Begin. So in the present tense, it's B-E-G-I-N, right? B I did do that right, didn't I? B-E-G-I-N in the present tense. What is it in the past tense? The simple past, right? Como se escribe? Begin, pero en el pasado simple. So obviously in Spanish, we would have in the present tense or in the infinitive form of the verb, it would be to empezar o comenzar, ¿verdad? We're looking to say, how do you say, eh, empecé o empezaste, ¿verdad? And yes, we've got a couple people who've got it right here. In the past tense, it's began, B-E-G-A-N, correct, yep. So it would be like, I began the live at 7.30, right? Um, yeah, so that's basically a good example. I, what time did you begin the live? I began the live at 7.30. Now, how about in the past participle, like I mentioned? In the past participle, we're basically looking for, how do you say, um, el live ya ha empezado, o ya ha comenzado, right? So the way we would say that is, has begun. I have already begun the live. The live has already begun. Has begun or have begun. So it's different from began, right? In the simple past, it's began, B-A-G-A-N. However, in the past participle, it's begun, B-E-G-U-N. Exactly. Somebody's got it right down there in the comments. Thank you guys for your comments. Yep, and we've got one there that says live has began. It's not quite. The live has begun. The live has already begun, B-E-G-U-N. El live ya comenzado o ya empezado is begun, B-E-G-U-N. But thank you guys for your comments. You guys are doing well so far. So the next one I've got here is have. So can anyone please put in the comments, what is the simple past tense form of the verb have? Tener, como se escribe en inglés en el pasado simple, um, have in inglés. And while you guys are doing that, I just want to remind you that so many of these are such common verbs, right? That's what makes English so difficult sometimes is that a lot of these most common verbs are the irregular ones, right? So. Does anyone know? Yep, we've got one correct answer, had, H-A-D in the past. So, H-A-D, um, we could say, I have a notebook in my hand, and now I do not have a notebook in my hand, I had a notebook in my hand. And this is a pretty basic one, right? I think most of you guys know this. So, in the present tense, tener es to have, I have, whereas in the past tense, it's had. I had, H-A-D, yo tuve, tu tuviste, I had, you had, etc., etc. So that one's a pretty easy one. So how about the verb <clears throat> to say? To say. Can anyone put in the comments how do we say or how do we write to say but in the past tense? What is the past tense version of to say? Can anyone write it correctly in the comments? Y la verdad, yo no sé por qué se escribe así en inglés, pero así lo pusieron, ¿verdad? Eso es una de las cosas muy difíciles del inglés. Es que es muy difícil saber cómo se deletrean muchas palabras en inglés, ¿verdad? And we've got a couple people who got it right. Yep, it's said. So, um, in the present tense, it would be I say, you say, he, sa uh, he says, she says, etc., etc. And in the past, ten past tense, it's said. S-A-I-D. Yo dije, tu dijiste, I said, you said, etc., etc. I said, you guys should sign up for Daily Immersion. I said, thanks for joining our live. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, yeah, we've got a great comment here. So what is the difference between say 
Um, and to tell and to talk. Yes, that's excellent. So <clears throat> the difference between to, <clears throat> to say and to tell, there's really not that much. Um, <clears throat> it's just used a little bit differently, right? Um, it, it means the exact same thing. Both basically mean this year. So to say and to tell mean this year, right? Um, you can also use tell to say like contarle a alguien algo. Yo te conté sobre eso, ¿verdad? I told you about that, right? Keeping in mind that tell in the past tense is T-O-L-D. This is a great comment because this is a very uh, interesting point here. So to tell is like contarle a alguien o informarle a alguien, ¿verdad? Sobre algo. I'm going to tell you something. Like right now, I am telling you the difference between say, tell, and talk, etc., etc. I, I think that the way the... Simplemente la, la forma más sencilla de, de verla es así. Eh, decir es como sé, ¿verdad? Y luego to tell es como contar, contarle a alguien. No contar números, ¿verdad? Pero contar una historia o contar algo importante. Um, so to tell is like to contarle a alguien. To say is just like decir, ¿verdad? That's the main difference. And of course, to say in the past tense is said. So... I said, we're going over these irregular verbs, and to tell in the past tense is told. Like, I told him a story. Le conté un cuento, ¿verdad? Or, I told him that I'm going to the party on Friday. Yo le conté que yo voy a la fiesta eh, el viernes, ¿verdad? So that's the main difference between say uh, and tell, right? And we've got a great comment down here from Eric Hurtado. Thank you very much, Eric. Tell in the past tense is told, say in the past tense is said, and talk in the past tense is talked. Now, the difference between um, te and sell and then talk is really kind of the same way it is in Spanish, because talk just literally means hablar, right? So, yo hablé, tú hablaste, I talked, you talked, we talked, nosotros hablamos sobre algo en el pasado, ¿verdad? It's basically used the same way as hablar is used in Spanish. So, si quieren, ver cuál, si quieren saber cuál es la diferencia entre say tell and talk, um, yo lo comparo al español, donde tienes decir, contarle a alguien, oh, y hablar. Eso es to talk. So I can just say like, right now I am talking to you guys about irregular verbs, or we are talking about irregular verbs. Y cuando termina el live, podemos decir en el pasado, we talked about irregular verbs, or we have talked about irregular verbs tonight. Yeah, so these are great questions. And then, of course, I was wondering if somebody was going to ask that. Somebody asks, and speak, right? So this is where it does get a little bit tricky because speak is also an irregular verb, right? So we can use speak and talk not interchangeably. They both are like the word hablar, the, el verbo hablar in Spanish, right? However, we if we're saying like, ¿Cuáles idiomas hablas? O ¿Hablas español? O ¿Hablas inglés? We always use speak, right? We say, do you speak English? Do you speak Spanish? Which languages do you speak? Etc. Etc. You could say, which languages do you talk? But that's not really proper English. That's not very formal. You can, however, say, um, I was talking in Spanish. It's a little bit more formal to say, I was speaking in Spanish or I was speaking in English. Um, so the differences between speak and talk are very, son muy mínimos, son muy detallados. They're, they're very little minuscule details, right? 
Um, but typically, if you want to ask someone, hablas español, hablas inglés, etc., 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 you'd say, do you speak English? Do you speak Spanish? Right? Um, whereas talk is more just, yeah, like, what are you talking about? What are you saying in this conversation? So, yeah, I hope that helps. It's, it's a hard... It's a hard distinction to make, but there is a difference. And then, of course, since we're on this topic and we're talking about irregular verbs, how do we spell speak in the past tense, right? ¿Alguien sabe en los comentarios cómo se escribe speak en el pasado? ¿Cómo se escribe to speak, the verb speak, en el pasado? Si por favor pueden ponerlo en los comentarios, me encantaría. You guys are doing really well so far. I really appreciate the engagement. For those of you who are just joining us, Welcome, bienvenidos. Esta noche estamos hablando sobre verbos irregulares en inglés. Y hay muchos, ¿verdad? Um, so, yep, we've, everybody's getting it right. So, it's spoke, S-P-O-K-E. It's another irregular verb in the past tense. How about this? Bonus points if anybody can get it in the past participle. So, for example, ¿Cómo se escribe yo he hablado? Like, I have speaked, but that's not the right way to say it, right? So, what is to speak in the past participle, right? If in Spanish it's hablado, o yo he hablado, tú has hablado, nosotros hemos hablado, etc., etc., how do you say that particular version or that particular conjugation? There it is, correct. Spoken. Yep, spoken. I have spoken. We have spoken. We have spoken about irregular verbs. We have spoken English for the most part. We have also spoken a little bit in Spanish. So very good. Yep, I have spoken. Great job, guys. All right, the next word I've got on here, the next irregular verb is to grow, right? So uh, I'm guessing most of you guys know how to write this in the past tense or how to say it in the past tense. The king has spoken. Excelente comentario, yeah. The king has spoken. So how about to grow? How do we spell, how do we say grow in the past tense? This is also, there's another difference here between the simple past tense and the past participle, right? So... How do we say or how do we spell grow in the past, right? So I've also got another question here that I'm going to get to in a minute here. But let's see if we can get grow in the past. Yep, we've got a couple people getting it. It's grew in the past. So um, we could say, um, where did you grow up, right? Grow up is como crecer. Donde creciste, verdad? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Minnesota. Or if I asked most of you that, you would say, I grew up in Colombia, right? Um, just to answer the question that we had a minute ago, so it was, ¿Cómo se dice uh, hablé con alguien? ¿Verdad? ¿Cómo se dice hablé con alguien? We would just say, I talked to someone, or I talked with someone. ¿Puede ser con someone? No, perdón. <laughs> ¿Puede ser with someone? ¿O puede ser to someone? Right, igual. I talked to him, I talked with him, I talked to her, I talked with her, etc., etc. But, um, ¿Cómo se dice? Yo hablé con alguien. I talked to someone, right? So the pronunciation of grew. Yep, G-R-E-W is grew. So that's grow in the past tense. Um, we want the trees to grow really tall, right? In the past tense, the trees grew really tall. And in the past participle, so los árboles uh, han crecido. ¿Qué sería en inglés? Han crecido o Ha crecido. Algo ha crecido. El niño ha crecido mucho. Ha crecido. How would you say that in English? These are getting a little bit more challenging. Bienvenidos. Si acaban de sintonizar, estamos hablando sobre verbos irregulares en inglés. So we are on grow. How would you say it? 
Can anyone put it in the comments? How would you say ha crecido? Ha crecido, exactly. Yep, grown is the word, grown. G-R-O, excuse me, G-R-O-W-N. Yes, grown. El árbol ha crecido. The tree has grown. El niño ha crecido. The boy has grown. La niña ha crecido. Ha crecido. La niña ha crecido. The girl has grown, etc., etc. Yep, so we've got grow up in the comments here, which can mean crecer o criar. O en otro sentido puede significar madurar, for, for example. If I tell someone, grow up, dude, <laughs> es como madura, bro. Yes, that's a great comment as well. We do say that sometimes in English. You need to grow up, man. You're acting like a baby or something like that, right? So, yeah. Grow up, man. Would that be, is, is that how you guys would say it in Spanish? Like, madura. Madura, bro. Madura, amigo. Is that, isn't, there's probably like a more slang way to say it, right? Like if we if we in English would say, oh, grow up, man. You're acting like a baby or oh, grow up. That's that's high school stuff, right? Isn't there like a more informal way to say that in Spanish? I just can't imagine someone like telling me in Spanish, madura, madura, we won. I know, no, say, I, I don't know. We'll have to come back to that one. But anyway, great comment. So welcome. If you guys are just joining us, we are doing Irregular verbs in English, verbos irregulares. Yep, I need my avocado. I need my avocado grow up. Yep, we've got some comments saying I need my avocado to grow. Right? Yep, madure hombre. So I guess that's it. I guess that's how you say it in Spanish. Madure hombre. I don't know. I still feel like there's got to be a slang that you guys aren't telling me, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> Good stuff. So how about the verb run? Right. What is the past tense form of the verb run? Yo corrí, tú corriste, ella corrió, él corrió, corrimos, etc., etc. What is the past tense of run? Come on, this is easy. Chop, chop. <laughs> Let's go. Can anybody get it real quick in the comments? What is the past tense of run? What is the past tense of run? This is like the easiest one I like, guys. Yep. Oh, good. We got it. Ran. One, oh, okay. Yep, someone was thinking want, but yep, we're talking about run. So it is ran. R-A-N. Yo corrí, tú corriste. I ran. You ran, etc., etc. So in the present tense, it's run. R-U-N. In the past tense, it's ran. R-A-N. How about the past participle? How about yo he corrido, verdad? O tú has corrido. Cuánto has corrido? Um, how do we say that? How, what would the uh, what would that version of the verb uh, run be in the past tense. Uh, Cuanto has corrido? How much? I can't give it to you guys yet until someone gets it in the comments. But if we want to say Cuanto has corrido? Yo he corrido un maratón de 26 millas o algo así. How do we say that in English? Can anyone get it in the comments? We've got people doing the puzzled look. Yep, so run. So in the past participle, it would be have run, right? So the correct way to say it, if we want to ask Cuanto has corrido? We would ask someone, how much have you run? Or how far have you run, right? And we would say, I have run. This is actually an interesting one. We have one comment here that says, I have ran. Technically, the correct way to say it is, I have run. I have run, R-U-N, right? Although some English speakers actually do say, I have ran. Um, but the correct way to say it is I have run. I have R-U-N, run, correct, yep. Um, so it is with the U technically, like yo he corrido 26 millas, eso es mentira, obviamente, pero yo he corrido un maratón, I have run a marathon, yep. So nice work, guys. Some of these are a little bit tricky. And the next one, how about put, 
How about the verb put, el verbo poner? ¿Cómo se escribe o cómo se dice en el pasado eh, put, to put in English, right? So, uh, yo puse, tú pusiste, el puso, ella puso, puso, etc., etc. How do we put that? <laughs> how do we put, no pun intended, how do we say that or how do we write that in English? What is the past tense form of put? And there it is, a couple people have already got it. It's just put, it's an irregular verb because it's the exact same in the past. It's put, it's P-U-T in the present, it's P-U-T in the past. So put is an easy one, right? Yep, you got it, Eric, it's put, put, put. This is an irregular verb because it's all the same in the present, in the past simple, in the past participle, it's all just put, right? So I put, you put, it's the same thing in the present as in the past, so great job, guys. All right, the next one I've got here is pay. What about the verb pay? ¿Cómo se escribe, cómo se dice en el pasado to pay in English? Let's see if anybody can get this one down in the comments. So in Spanish, eh, ¿cómo se escribe, cómo se dice en inglés? Yo le pagué o él me pagó, ¿verdad? In the present, obviously, it's I pay or I am going to pay him some money. Yep, we've got it right there. P-A-I-D right? Paid. So, I paid him $20, for example, or he paid me $20. P-A-I-D. And in the past participle, it's the same thing. Yo, yo le he pagado. I have paid him, or I have paid $50. Yo he pagado 50 dólares, ¿verdad? So, um, you know, we use things in English all the time, like, when do you get paid? This is a common expression in English. Cuando te pagan por, por tu trabajo, ¿verdad? Es cada semana, cada quincena. Um, they, I get paid every week or I get paid every two weeks, right? To get paid. A lot of times people get really happy on Fridays because we get paid on Friday or we get paid every other Friday. Payday, right? So I got paid today. Now I'm happy. Let's go have a party, right? So you guys are doing very well. Everybody's got it correct here. P-A-I-D is the past tense version of paid. So how about the next one I've got here, which is to sell, vender, vender. So how about sell? What is the past tense form of to sell? The simple past in English. We've had another one which was similar to this before, which is tell. It's basically the same thing. So como se dice o como se escribe en el pasado simple en inglés, to tell, the verb, no, excuse me, to sell, to sell, exactly, sold, S-O-L-D, S-O-L-D, sold, so, yo vendí algo, I sold something, yo vendí mis zapatos, I haven't sold any shoes recently, right, but, um, yo vendí mis zapatos, I sold my shoes, right, or, we sold our house, vendimos nuestra, nuestra casa, porque vamos a mudarnos de casa, we're gonna move, so we sold our house, we have a question here, which is, how do you say quincenal, right? So I'm assuming here you're referring to being paid every quincena. Cada quincena, cada quince días, o cada dos semanas, ¿verdad? Um, so we would either say that just every two weeks. I get paid every two weeks, which is common here in the U.S. to get paid every other Friday, right? Um, we can also say just bi-weekly, right? Um, I get paid bi-weekly, every two weeks. And a lot of times, it depends on the company or the job, right? Because sometimes we get paid every two weeks exactly on Friday or on the same day every two weeks, whereas other times we get paid on the first and the 15th, right? El primero y el quince de cada mes nos pagan. So no es exactamente cada 
dos semanas, dependiendo del mes. Si tiene 30 días o 31, puede variar un poquito, ¿verdad? But that's essentially the way to say me pagan cada quincena, is they pay me every two weeks, or they pay me bi-weekly, or they pay me on the 1st and 15th. I get paid on the 1st and 15th. And we do have a comment about Fortnite here, um, which is also a popular video game. But Fortnite does mean two weeks in English. It's not something that we use in terms of payment, right? So we, we just say they pay me or I get paid every two weeks or the first and the 15th. But yeah, great comments, great questions, guys. So I've just got one more here on the list. Como dije antes, hay miles de, de verbos, verbos irregulares in English. But I just put about 10 down here for now with a couple bonus ones if we have a little extra time. So the last one I've got here is to sleep, right? How do we say in the past simple or how do we spell sleep? ¿Cuál es? Um, yo dormí, tú dormiste, ella durmió, él durmió. ¿Cómo se escribe eso? ¿Cómo se dice esto en inglés? So to sleep in the past. Welcome, you guys. If you're just joining us, I see a couple people are just tuning in. We've been going over irregular verbs in English. Y obviamente hay muchísimos de esos verbos irregulares. Yo solo elegí 10 para esta noche. Um, and it looks like we've got it right here. It's slept, right? Slept. S-L-E-P-T. And this is a challenging one. There are several verbs like this in English that the simple past tense has a T at the end as opposed to an E-D. So you would think that it would naturally be sleeped, like S-L-E-E-P-E-D. But that's not the correct way to do it. The correct way to say it is slept, S-L-E-P-T. And we've got someone saying, I slept like a baby yesterday. Yep, that's a perfect example. I'm going to sleep like a baby tonight uh, because I'm tired. It's been a long day, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yep, we're all going to sleep like a baby tonight, hopefully. Um, we could say, I, I kind of slept like a baby last night, too. Yeah, yo dormí bien ayer. So, yeah, yeah, those are great examples. And then, of course, we've got to fall asleep, right? That's the way we say, como dormirse, ¿verdad? Uh, ¿A qué horas te dormiste ayer? Um, yo me dormí a las nueve y media. What time did you fall asleep yesterday? I fell asleep en el pasado um, at 9.30. I fell asleep. At 9.30 yesterday, tonight I'm going to fall asleep at 9.30 or 10. Porque soy viejito y yo me duermo temprano, ¿verdad? But <clears throat> most of you guys probably fall asleep closer to 11 or midnight, but exactly. <laughs> we got a comment down here that says, slept like a husband. Babies don't sleep. Yeah, that must be a comment from a person who has a baby, un recién nacido, que no le deja dormir en la noche. Slept like a husband. So don't... <laughs> oh, that's really good. But um, <laughs> that is a really funny comment. Um, yeah, so I guess we've got a couple minutes left here. Does anyone have any bonus verbs that they wanted to add in? Any other irregular verbs or any other questions um, about verbs that are difficult to conjugate in English? Yo sé que hay muchos, ¿verdad? En inglés y en español hay muchos verbos irregulares. Y desafortunadamente muchas veces estos son los, los verbos más comunes, ¿verdad? Que tienes que usar casi todos los días. Y como dije antes, al principio, o sea, la clave para, para hablar más como un nativo es saber decir estos verbos que correctamente en el presente y en el pasado, ¿verdad? Um, y en el pasado, I can't even think of how to say it, in the past participle, how to use these verbs in all of their forms, in all of the conjugations. So this is a really key element of speaking English like a native. And like I said before, sign up for daily immersion. So we've got, uh, we've got one here, um, which is throw. 
So the word throw, which can be like tirar or aventar, to throw, you know, to throw a ball or to, to really to throw anything, right? Lanzar con la mano, etc., etc. Um, so throw in the present tense. In the past tense, it would be um, I threw. So I threw the ball. T-H-R-E-W. I threw the ball. I threw the ball really far. Or I threw the notebook out the window, etc., etc. Um, so through. And if you want to say um, yo he lanzado o yo he tirado algo, it would be I have thrown. I have thrown the notebook. I have not actually thrown the notebook, right? But it would be have thrown. So it's through in the past tense and have thrown in the past participle, right? Um, and this is, it's a difficult one too, because obviously the, the word through Yep, we've, someone put it right in the comments here. It's T-H-R-E-W. In the past tense, the past tense version of throw is pronounced the same way as the word through, like I am walking through the hallway or we are driving through some traffic, right? T-H-R-O-U-G-H is that version of through, right? So like a través de o por algo vamos caminando por el bosque. We are walking through the forest. It's pronounced exactly the same way as I threw the ball, to throw in the past tense. So this is one of the areas that English gets very complicated. Yep, and that's correct in the comments is T-H-R-O-U-G-H, the way to say through, a través de, o por, verdad, in English. So that's just one of the reasons that English is complicated because there are a lot of words that mean different things and that are spelled the same way that can be pronounced exactly the same, right? So this is just another example. Does anybody have any other examples that they want to go through? We've got about one minute here. We do have a comment asking, is it okay to say through? T-H-R-U. So, yes and no. <laughs> um, that is actually the way people write it sometimes as a shorter version of through, like a través de o por, cruzar por algo, o pasar por algo, to go through or pass through something. Um, but the correct way to spell it in proper English is T-H-R-U, excuse me, T-H-R-O-U-G-H, not T-H-R-U, right? But like I said, a lot of people do write it that way um, in text messages. I even see it sometimes on signs is T-H-R-U. So um, si quieres escribirlo así, no es técnicamente correcto, pero tampoco es algo que ellos van a decir, ah, esta persona no sabe hablar bien el inglés porque hay muchos nativos que lo escriben así, ¿verdad? Um, so yeah, great question. I'm glad you guys have seen that. Um, yeah, I can tell that you guys have been exposed to a lot of English and that's the key, like I said, to keep being exposed more and more to the language, right? So we're really excited with all of you guys joining us for these lives. We hope more of you guys sign up for the daily immersion program. This is the best way possible just to practice your English, start talking with native speakers on a daily basis because that's really the way that you're gonna get to that next level, right? I know we've got a lot of people who follow us, a lot of students who are kind of at that level where you know maybe you're starting to, to speak some English, you understand a lot, but you don't quite have that confidence to be able to really hold good conversations with native speakers or to be able to speak English 
in a job-like setting. So Keep Talking is the place to be if you guys wanna reach that next level. Like I said, check out the daily immersion programs, send a direct message to Diego for more information about that, but you guys are in the right spot if you really wanna reach those levels of conversational English that you haven't gotten to yet. So I really wanna thank you guys all for participating tonight. También quiero agradecerles mucho por siempre estar con nosotros en esos tiempos difíciles, ¿verdad? Estamos tratando de construir esta comunidad en línea mientras estamos todos, pues, en casa, ¿verdad? Con esta, la, la pandemia y todo. So thank you guys so much for being part of these lives, for being part of this community. Um, Thank you guys all for your comments. Thank you, Eric Hurtado. Shout out to Eric Hurtado. He's always on here, always dropping comments, participating in the lives. So I'm glad that you guys are getting something out of it. We'll definitely keep going with one of these lives per week. We are also thinking about a way to get the language exchanges started again. Estamos tratando, buscando maneras de cómo vamos a hacer los intercambios de idiomas otra vez. It's a little bit difficult to figure out the best way to do it. So if you guys have any comments on what you would like to see in the language exchanges, send us a message. Cualquier idea, cualquier cosa de que ustedes quieren hablar durante los intercambios de idiomas o alguna manera de hacerlo, avísanos porque nosotros sí vamos a lanzarlos, vamos a empezar a hacerlos otra vez, los intercambios de idiomas. We're just trying to come up with a good plan on exactly how to get started, but we will have that coming up soon. I know a lot of you guys are excited about it. I can see it in the comments. So definitely stay tuned. We'll be having another live for sure next week. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up here with Keep Talking. Just stay tuned and let's see. Oh, we've got another quick question in the comments. Why do you guys sometimes use a gerund after a two? Um, so let me think about that. Why do you guys sometimes use a gerund after a two? Like two, let me think. Can you give an example of that, Danilo? Like two, I didn't think we did. A two, okay, so I'm trying to think about that. Using a gerund after a two. I don't know, you've stumped me, Danilo. I might have to get back to you in the next live after I think about that because I didn't think we did. Ahora estoy confundido. <laughs> Maybe, let's save that question for the next live, Danilo. That's a good question. Um, but I appreciate all of your guys' participation. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And like I said, um, reach out to us if you have questions about daily immersion, if you have questions about the language exchanges, we are gonna get those up started soon. So thank you guys so much. And oh, one more comment, con el get used to, get used to. Hmm. Get used to is like acostumbrarse, acostumbrarte a algo, verdad? Like when it comes to training, Soldiers, to training soldiers. Hmm. Like when it comes to training, okay. To get used to and when it comes to training. Hmm, thinking about this. So yes, when it comes to training, that is the gerund is training. Hmm, or when it comes to talking, we are talking in different languages. When it comes to, hmm, I guess that's one of those that I don't really have an explanation for, right? For example, I get used to living with other person, or I got used to living with another person, right? Um, yeah, I guess that's just the way we do it in English. I can't give an exact reason why. Es una de estas cosas que pasan en los idiomas que a veces uno simplemente no sabe por qué pasa, eh, o por qué se dice así, ¿verdad? But, good question, um, for training shoulders, like when it comes to training shoulders. 
Good question, guys. Yeah, this is a, you, you've stumped me. To stump means like to fool someone. Okay, yo no tengo una respuesta exacta para esto, verdad? But um, I guess I can just say that that's just the way it is in English. Así es. Um, pero le agradezco mucho su participación y gracias por los comentarios, preguntas. Y nos vemos en el próximo live. Que tengan buena noche. Thanks for listening, talkers. Remember that Keep Talking is the best platform for you to reach an advanced level of English fluency and connect with a global community. Remember to follow us on Instagram at keeptalkingco and check out our website, keeptalking.com.